welcome to the Main Street Telegraph, the podcast that hits you with all the Disney headlines in 15 minutes or less. I'm your host, B. I'm sorry that I took two weeks off, not that long after a holiday break. I have a full-time job and another business on the side, and I live in a pretty small apartment with very thin walls, so occasionally it's difficult to record. However, there wasn't an episode last weekend because I was in San Francisco visiting the Walt Disney Family Museum. You can expect an episode on that this coming weekend. Now let's get started. Today's trivia question is, in how many languages did Phil Collins record the soundtrack for the animated feature Tarzan? On January 26th, Space Mountain in Disneyland was temporarily closed when a man climbed out of one of the cars while the ride was still in motion. As reported by the Orange County Register, the man had some cognitive disabilities and was able to get around the safety mechanisms in place during a slower part of the ride and climbed out of the car. Once cast members realized what happened, they shut down the ride to locate him. He was unharmed, but still had to be taken to a hospital just to make sure. So far, it looks like the ride did not have a malfunction and the man was just able to use enough force to wriggle free. But it isn't just dangerous for the person who gets out, but also for others on the ride. Chairman of the International Amusement Ride Safety Standards Committee, Jim Say, told the Orange County Register, quote, Everybody is a contributor to the safety of the ride. The actions of the individual are an important part of the safety experience. Earlier this month, there was speculation that the World of Color show at California Adventure could be returning by the end of February. The spectacular had been closed for weeks since it experienced equipment failure. Rumors suggested this occurred because a panel was left open when the platform was submerged, causing serious damage. While Disney had responded that that was not entirely true, they have not provided a better explanation. But what was the smoking gun leading folks to believe it would return? It appears dates came up for the dessert party package, dessert and reserve viewing of the show, from February 23rd on. The Disney Food blog came out saying that they called the Disneyland Dine number, and while they were not able to book for any of those dates, the show seemed to be slated to return on the 22nd. And they were right. The first showing was on the 22nd. There were no changes to the show, but I hear it is just as spectacular as it always has been. Some major changes are coming to Epcot. The following are all things to come in the next couple of years. The hybrid storytelling coaster for Guardians of the Galaxy, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, the Disney Skyliner, the nighttime show illuminations being replaced, and also the addition of a play pavilion that takes on the likeness of a futuristic city, which contains child-friendly activities and character appearances. And the front entrance, areas of Epcot Center, and the space between Spaceship Earth and the World Showcase will be seeing redevelopment. It feels like some really big changes are coming to that park. I wonder if it's giving any Epcot fans some anxiety. Paper straws have arrived at Disneyland. While they've already been spotted in California Adventure, Try Everything Daily reported them being handed out at the Red Rose Tavern in Disneyland, labeled Made in the USA. They plan to switch to paper straws at all park and resort locations by mid-2019.
the model for Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy passed away after a short illness. Oreo the raccoon led a pretty exciting life, helping animators to capture the right movements and behaviors for Rocket. He even got to walk the red carpet with director and writer James Gunn. On that note, while James Gunn is still fired, they are moving ahead using his script for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But apparently there is still no one confirmed to direct it. Meanwhile, it looks like Warner Brothers has snapped James Gunn up to write and maybe even direct Suicide Squad 2. Producer, former president, and CEO of Walt Disney Company, Ron Miller, has passed away at the age of 85. He met Diane Disney, Walt's daughter, at the University of Southern California. They were married in Santa Barbara in 1984. Miller started out small in the Disney Company. Walt offered him a temporary job while he was waiting to be drafted for the Korean War, and he was able to witness the building of Disneyland as he drove from Burbank to Anaheim twice a day, dropping off plans. After he came home, he played professional football, but concerned for his safety after some injuries, Walt asked him to come back to the company, saying, quote, You know, I don't want to be a father to your children. You're going to die out there. How about coming to work with me? Walt got him into the Screen Directors Guild, and he started out as second assistant and went on to produce Disney movies like That Darn Cat, Escape to Witch Mountain, Tron, and The Black Cauldron. He was elected president of Walt Disney Productions in 1980 and CEO in 1983. During this time, the company launched the Disney Channel, which originally only aired programming for 16 hours a day. The first made-for-TV movie was called Tiger Town, a sports drama that won a Cable Ace Award for Best Dramatic Film. The first Disney theatrical release to be aired on the channel was Alice in Wonderland. They also established Touchstone Pictures, a production company under which they could release films that they didn't feel should be released under the Disney banner, like Splash, Three Men and a Baby, Good Morning Vietnam, Where the Heart Is, The Water Boy, and of course, The Nightmare Before Christmas. He left the company in 1984, ousted in favor of Michael Eisner. He then settled in Napa with Diane, establishing Silverado Vineyards, and championing environmental efforts in winemaking, restoring local riverbanks and creek beds, adopting solar power and hybrid engine tech in the wine industry. He also served as president on the board of directors for the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. When I was there last weekend, I saw that they actually had a little memorial set up for him there. Disney legend archivist Dave Smith has also passed away at the age of 78. Smith was born and raised in Pasadena, California, and so he went to Disneyland a lot and was a fan of Disney films. When he graduated from UC Berkeley with a master's degree in library science, he worked in the manuscript department of the Huntington Library in San Marino, interned for a year and a half at the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C., after which he moved back to California and worked as a librarian at the UCLA, University of California, Los Angeles, for five years. While working at UCLA and writing a biography of Walt Disney, he heard that the Walt Disney Company was creating an archive, and he wrote to them to inquire about a position. He spent 40 years with Disney before retiring and moving to a consulting position. Chief Archivist Emeritus His first job was to catalog every item in Walt's office suite, 
left untouched since Walt's death four years before. During his career, he wrote some beloved books on Disney, like Disney A to Z, Disney Trivia from the Vault, and Disney The First 100 Years. He also contributed to many fan blogs and websites. He was widely regarded as the final authority when it came to Disney history. The answer to today's trivia question, in how many languages did Phil Collins record the soundtrack for the animated feature Tarzan? The answer is six. Latin American Spanish, Castilian Spanish, French, German, Italian, and English. Released in 1999, Disney was looking to reach as wide of an audience as possible and dubbed the film for at least 35 markets, using folks from those areas to perform the songs. Tarzan made almost $450 million worldwide. Mulan, released in 1998, was dubbed for 34 markets and grossed closer to $300 million worldwide. Tarzan marked the end of the Disney Renaissance era, which began with the release of The Little Mermaid in 1989. That's all for this week's show. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or corrections, you can email me, B at MainStreetTelegraph at gmail.com. You can find and download shows over at MainStreetTelegraph.com. You can also listen over at iTunes, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Radio Public, Spotify, and CastBox. If you like the show, head on over to iTunes and give it a rating. It really does help. And if you really loved it, tell a friend. Have a wonderful week, everyone.